What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 242nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this one, Brady Lifts the Bucks to the Playoffs. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will host the Atlanta Falcons at 1 p.m. Sunday at Raymond James Stadium down in Tampa, Florida. Falcons will be uh, trying to improve on their 4-11 season. If they go 4-12, they will wrap up last place in the NFC South and a top 5 pick for the draft. And, uh, you know, if they somehow pull off the upset, we got to see what Carolina does because both teams could finish 5-11. and 11. But, um, you know, we're going to start off with Bruce Arians. Uh, Bucks won their last three games. Take a look at the Bucks. Talk a little bit about Dante Fowler. And uh, uh, we got some audio from Keanu Neal from Monday. We'll listen to that. Uh, but, yeah, we're, uh, we're working on a story with the uh, – we interviewed the – Folks at the Global Global Sports Institute out at uh, Arizona State University in Phoenix. Scott Brooks, the director. Karen Gallagher, the senior researcher. Now, they've been studying the hiring practices of the NFL over the last 10 years with, you know, with uh, Monday. Well, I'll call it firing Monday. I don't want to. I don't like calling it Black Monday. Uh, you know, a lot of coaches uh, will be terminated, but they've studied the hiring practices. And Bruce Arians is kind of an anomaly. Uh, older, um, you know, white man got his uh, shot at age 61, then second shot here at 62. You know, most black coaches that do get a shot come up through the defensive ranks. Um, you know, maybe get one shot. Uh, uh, you know, Marvin Lewis is... Is one he's getting a interviewing in Houston, but uh, yeah, they had a bunch of interesting findings from their study, talking about the young white genius coach, you know, Shanahan, uh, Sean McVay. If you never hear that uh, to any young up and coming black coaches, um, we're looking at Tony Elliott at Clemson as a possible uh, young offensive mind that teams. Uh, uh, you know, may want to interview. So we'll, we'll, we'll I don't want to give too much of that story away, but, but uh, Bruce Aarons has an interesting story. He was the first African-American roommate uh, to have an African-American roommate in college at Virginia Tech. And it was uh, Tiki and Rodney Barber's uh, uh, father. And uh, Bruce was also a wishbone quarterback, had the uh, touchdown record for years. So Coach Bruce has always been a good um uh, Stewart, we go. He has that um, foundation that uh, raises money at uh, Lake Oconee in the summers. Uh, we have we've been to that and covered that uh, in years past. Coach Keith played for him at Tempo. Keith Armstrong, Coach Todd Bowles played for him too. We'll see if Coach Bowles gets a second shot as an African American coach as the league is being more conscious of their hiring practices. And we 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 jump into that with this group that. Uh, you know, I studied the last 10 years, and some of that will share some of their findings with you on Sunday. But let's go. Uh, we're going to hear from Keanu Neal. I'm going to get that queued up. Um, 
talk a little bit about the Bucks. They've won their last three games. They're starting to look good. Tom Brady's looking uh, pretty sharp. Uh, the Falcons saw some of it when uh, he hit Antonio Brown with 40 uh, on the 46 yarder to lift him to victory here, 31 to 27. Um, you know, Ronald Jones is back from COVID, but um, you know, before we go deep into the Bucks, let's get uh, Keanu Neal queued up here. Uh, hopefully, we'll get the audio. Uh, from the Monday conversation. It's fine, Keanu. Yeah, we can just do Yeah, it's, it's little, little. Sure. We're going to just yep. do audio because Keanu was in the uh, whirlpool, but here he goes. All right, D Leg, you want to start us off? Yeah, hey, Keanu. Um, hey, just walk us through the uh, interception play. What did you see uh, when they were trying to uh, razzle dazzle you all, all out there with all the ball tosses and so forth? No, it's just. Uh... I was the the hot two defender backside, so I was uh, looking for anyone coming back, and it happened to be the quarterback uh, as the play developed. Uh, so I ended up on them, and they they threw it up. <laughs> uh, didn't really expect them to throw it, but they threw it anyway. So uh, glad we came down with it. Mm-hmm. And and then just overall. Um... What all came together for the defense there to hold, uh, you know, this, this the number one offense to, you know, 17 points, uh, 10 points for most of the game? Just discipline, uh, <laughs> doing our job at the highest level. Um, that's really what it boiled down to. Uh, so we just played hard, played for each other, and, and, it, and it all showed on the film. Jason Butt? Hey, Keanu. Um, yeah, we, kind of going off that, when you uh, when you relive that game watching it, uh, watching it on the film, um, does it does it kind of show that, kind of like what Raheem said last night, does it kind of give you the, the optimism that you guys can, can hang with, uh, you know, pretty much any uh, most opponents that, that you see? And, and to play against them like that, does it, is there any kind of bittersweet feeling knowing that you were that close to, to knocking off the defending champs? Yeah, I mean, um, personally, I feel like we can play with anyone in the league. Uh, that's just how you have to feel, you know, as a competitor. Um, but, yeah, the film definitely shows that, that we can compete with anyone. Um, you know, great offense. They got a dangerous pass game, um, dangerous quarterback. So, you know, holding them to however many points we did, I mean, that um, that goes to show you that, that we are in a in a good space when we when we do things right. Right. I wanted to uh, switch to the other side of the ball. You know, just um, based on your experience at practice, you know, what makes Calvin Ridley such a good route runner? Uh, he's always working. Uh, he's explosive. Uh, his releases are dangerous. Um, but, yeah, when he runs his routes, he is uh, full speed uh, in practice. And walk through, you can tell that he's, like, getting all his steps and everything uh, fine-tuned. Uh, so he's he's always working his craft um, in every aspect. Cool. Thanks, man. Yep. Will McFadden? Hey, Keanu. Yeah, you've been, um, you know, saying the, the defense has been improving over the second half of the season. Who do you really attribute that improvement to? Is is it Raheem? Is it is it Coach Ulbrich? Is it you as the players? You know, is it is it all really just kind of coming together? How have you guys been able to step your game up to play at, at the level that you guys were on Sunday? Uh, it's a combination of all of it. Uh, it's 
you know, call in plays and then players going out and executing. Uh, so I would say, um, you know, each aspect contributes to it for sure. And then, uh, you know, rematch close out the season with Tampa Bay. The first half was, you know, looked great for you guys. The second half was a different story. What do you need to do to go out and make sure that you're playing more like you did in the first half um, against Tampa Bay? Uh, finish. That's really, uh, really what it boils down to is uh, making our first half look like our second. Uh, so a glass game, you know, played a great first half, and then second half not so well. Uh, so making our first, our second half as good as our first half uh, this next game. Awesome. Thank you. Do you got any follow-ups? Uh, yeah, yeah, Xano. Just uh, uh, one other thing on what you all were doing. It looked like it a little bit of mixed zones and uh, fire zones and just all kind of different stuff that uh, tried to uh, you know take away some of their things. Uh, what what was what was all into that game plan that helped y'all slow them down like that? Yeah, I, I can't go into too much detail about it, but. Uh, but yeah, we, we we wanted to show them some some stuff, uh, show them some some coverages, and, and move into different things, and give them disguises, and make them think we're about to do something, do something else. Uh, so there was a lot of things that that contributed to it. Uh, but yeah, we we definitely um, planned on attacking him mentally, and uh, and I think I think we did a pretty good job of that. And how much help was it uh, to have Bob Sutton on y'all side? Because he kind of knows the whole operation there. And how involved was he in helping y'all get ready? Yeah, Uncle Bob's awesome, man. He is. Uh, he's, he's he's great. He, he does he does a lot for us, and and he's definitely the the guru behind it, a, a lot of things. Thank you, Keanu. Yep. Yep. There it is, Keanu Neal, the Falcon safety. Giving us a little bit from last week and a little bit about the upcoming game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are um, going to look at some of their leaders. Tom Brady, go over his numbers. Tom Brady is a 375, a 569 with a 4,234 yards, 36 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, a 101.0 passer rating. Running back Ronald Jones, who came off the COVID list, didn't play the last time. He's going to be trying to get to 1,000 yards here. 180 carries for 900, 3.9, 98-yard uh, touchdown, six, uh, six touchdowns. Uh, they also have Leonard Fournette, 92, 354, 3.8, 46-yard touchdowns is long, and uh, six touchdowns. Now, um, last week in the 47-7 blowout of the Detroit Lions, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn got most of the carries. Keyshawn had 15 for 62. Uh, Fournette had 9 for 34 and 1. Uh, Mike Evans had the big game there. He had 12. He caught 10 of his 12 targets, 181, and two touchdowns. And uh, that'll be one of our key matchups this week, uh, A.J. Terrell and Mike Evans. Mike, uh, on the season, Evans is closing in on 1,002. He's got 67 for 960, averaging 14.3, 50-yard long, and 13 touchdowns. You know, red zone, red zone alert, red zone alert. 
Uh, Chris Godwin, 60 catches for 707, 11.8 yards a catch, 47 is his long, and five touchdowns. Now, uh, we know they signed Antonio Antonio Brown, excuse me, uh, in the season. And let's just check his stats here. Uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Oh, that's interceptions is receiving. Antonio Brown, 34 catches, 345 and 2. And then uh, Gronkowski has, he's third on the team in catches with 43, 594 and 7. So, you know, those are the weapons. We know most of them from, you know, play them every twice a year. Just played them a couple weeks ago. Uh, but the big story in Tampa Bay is the defense. They, um, you know, sack-wise here, uh, they are at 47, 47 sacks. And Jason Pierre-Paul is leading the way with 9.5. Devin White, who wrecked havoc here last time in the second half, has 9. And Shaquille Barrett has 8. Sue has 9. Sue has 5, sorry. Sue has 5. On the season, and they will bring uh, Winfield from the safety spot. He's got three, so that's the, um, you know, that's uh, whoo, the defense. Let's get to the numbers on that, because that's where, um, you know, that's that that's where their hopes are going to lie. Is they're going to have to be able to shut some people down in the playoffs as they try to get to the Super Bowl, which is going to be in Tampa. Defensively, they are um, seventh in points given up. First in rushing, so that's going to be hard for the Falcons, uh, you know, who are uh, 29th in rushing. So that's that's a mismatch there. Um, and then, you know, you got to run it so they can't just tee off on you like they did last game. So um, the opposing passing yards, they, so that's it. They're first, sixth, and seventh. First in uh, rushing, total offense, six, and then opponents, point seven. So that's a, and they're tied for fifth in turnover differential, so they don't hurt themselves. The worst thing is their secondary, if you can get to it, uh, 22nd in the league, giving up um, uh, 245.8 a game. I need to check on Carlton Davis. We'll give y'all an update on him because I think he got hurt in that Detroit game. So we'll look for him on the injury report for you this week. And uh, offensively, it's been a stutter and stop type thing. We think they might have found their groove against Detroit. And that was pretty much a scrimmage when they put up the 47. But, um, you know, over the course of the season, they haven't been able to do, um, you know, they're 11th. So, they're you know, they're not scrubs. But 33, 30, 377.3 uh, total yards of offense. They're 11th. And then they're fourth, tied for fourth in points at 29.9. So, um, you know, I guess everybody's expectations were so high as they were putting all this thing, putting this thing together. Uh, but, um, you know, they, they look like they, you know, I mean, I don't know how much it was them looking good or it was Detroit. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see on Sunday uh, for uh, when the Falcons go down there. You go um, – Wrap it up here. We don't, you know, we just played them in a couple couple weeks ago, uh, you know, so it's not a lot of new stuff here. They won the last three, going to the playoffs. 
uh, Jones off the COVID list. And then, you know, we uh, we got coming up a story tomorrow on Dante Fowler. We haven't heard from him much. He, uh, you know, um, big offseason signing, only has two sacks, 21 tackles. Um, I, I, I wonder if he's going to talk about his injuries because – Guys don't like to talk about him. It's the last game of the year. I mean, it's pretty clear. I don't even know most guys would even be out there playing. But he's been trying to play and um, give him what he has. So, uh wasn't what they wanted. They wanted some sacks. They wanted a pass rush. Uh, uh, but, you know, all that changed when they had to start going to this uh, the different style of defense, too. The defense they were trying to play built around him and, and tack as the ends. You know, they had to scrap that. Uh, at the firing period, and then go with a little bit more, uh, a little bit more gambling, uh, matchup zone, fire zones, and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff they've been doing here. Uh, you know, they had a good first half against the Bucks, and they they got to close it out. Keanu talked about finishing, and uh, that's what they haven't been able to do. So we will um, think the Falcons have dropped four in a row. Uh, looking pretty good for a top five draft pick. Uh, Michael Parsons, the name I keep hearing, the Penn State kid. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. It doesn't sound like they're going to draft a quarterback, but we, you know, we'll see as things progress. If they want to sell tickets, that might be the way to go. But we'll see. Uh, you know, we got plenty of time to talk about the off season here and the coaching search and. Uh, the general manager search. We'll go ahead and get this one here wrapped up. Uh, get the game in the books, whether it's four and twelve or five and eleven. Disappointing season, but it's a time to pivot. Pivot to the future. Get out of the pandemic. We don't know if Raheem's gonna. Um, he's getting an interview. That's the only one that we know that's getting an interview. Uh, Rick Smith uh, and Anthony Robinson for interview for the GM job. Uh, we'll start hearing about the coaching interviews next weeks uh, as they, um, you know, uh, I got to get the windows. The windows are open for people now. The league passed the rule, but the Falcons seem to be going the more traditional route and waiting for their guys to to get done with their season. So we'll we'll be on top of that. We'll get this last game done, and then we'll start getting ready for the off season. Whether we're going to the Senior Bowl, the Super Bowl. Um, and then, uh, I guess it would be the combine draft. Normally we don't know how it's going to happen this year. Uh, no dates. Uh, we're just starting to get our Super Bowl situation together. Uh, and so we'll, you know, we'll keep you all posted, but you know, we know that the folks is going to be the coach and general manager search coming out of the gate on Monday morning, uh, no matter what happens in Tampa on Sunday afternoon. So with that, we're going to get on out of here from the 242nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor. 
But I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.